To our seasoned listeners and to our new listeners, welcome to Take Flight Podcast. This is episode 175. In this episode, we're going to be talking about, is this the year of mass layoffs? We've heard many companies conducting layoff exercises at the end of 2022 and into 2023. We've seen an increase in cost cutting and many companies reducing their headcount. What does this mean for you? What does this mean for I? What does this mean for the economy? We're going to delve deeper into some of the examples, some of the companies with these exercises of cost cutting and discuss much more. Anyway, guys, uh, it's another week. It's another episode. How are we doing? Um, in an unconventional way, I will start because, you know, I don't like always being last, you know, how, how am I doing? But for those that know, I've just come back from the US of A. Um, it was a fantastic time away where I spent um, some time in New York and Chicago. And if you follow me on Instagram on my personal page, you know, I had a great, great time. You know, I went for business, went for work, but I made sure I had some enjoyment at the tail end of my trip as well. So, um, but I actually incorporated some some good fun in, in the middle for work purposes as well. So yeah, great time for those who asked. Look like, it looked like you were eating really well. Yeah, I was. I was, you know, I, I, one thing I said to myself this time. Yeah, one thing I said to myself this time was I wasn't going to have junk food. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll eat out at restaurants, have some table service, eat properly, no Uber Eats, knife and fork, um, you know, ordeal. So, yeah, I did. I enjoyed. And also, Daniel, um, it looked like you had a, a personalized concert with Ja Rule and Ashanti as well. How, how did that work out? That was all by happenstance, actually. So I was in Chicago walking um, to the office and I was walking past Chicago Theatre. Some of you may recognise that from uh, Dark Knight. But anyway, I just saw Jaro and Ashanti on the side with Case. I was like, okay, well, usually when they put names, you know, that that that, that particular, particular act or individual or group will be performing. So I, when I got into the office, you know, I quickly Googled and saw that they were performing on the Saturday. And this was the Friday and I thought, Oh, let me see what tickets are available. And lo and behold, I saw there was a front row seat available. So I didn't delay. I went and booked it. And there you have it. And how was it? Did it live up to live up to expectations going in? Did did it what sorry? Did it live up to your expectations going in? Live up in the words of Ja Rule, living it up. (laughs) Living it up. Um, no, no, jokes aside, it really did because I, I think I said to P um, at, at the weekend that would if they were to pull me in London, I wouldn't have gone. But it's just the fact that I was there. It was before my eyes. My hotel was literally a stone's throw away from the venue. I was like, well, it was an opportunity that I couldn't miss. You know, I had the Jar Rule three thirty six album when I was ten years old. Um, so you know, some of those tracks and Painters Love, you know, Murder Rink, Thug Love, and all of those bad boy tunes. We go clear back everything, you know. <laughs> it just, it just, it was just, it was nice to reminisce. It was really, really good. Um, and I was just lucky that I was going by myself because otherwise, that front row seat probably wouldn't have been available because most people go in mm. more, than, you know, more, more than by themselves. Otherwise, yeah, those seats would have been snapped up. So I had VIP section and wristband. And I was like, I don't know what this is for, but anyway, okay, fine. And yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good occasion. Nice, no, yeah. dope, really but, cool. Yeah, P, how, how you doing? Yeah, all good on my end. Um, uh, we just we just recently experienced our first family vacation in Dubai. Um, incredible, incredible holiday. 
so just good after a couple of years of just sort of hard work and focus, being able to get us all over there. Um, um, just to give the listeners some context, we're traveling with a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old and a, a seven-month-old. So um, you can imagine the sort of thinking, the planning, and making sure that we get everything perfectly done, but it, it couldn't, have, couldn't have gone any better. So absolutely fantastic, um, great time, stayed on a palm, um, amazing experience, and definitely would go back. So it's worth... Yeah, I think I think someone said it. Um, you work hard to to be able to invest into experience and memories and create memories, and we did that. So really good, Olu. Olu, I'm fantastic. Um, <laughs> for the listeners, um, got back from Bali. I think by the time this episode comes out, probably two weeks ago. Um, a relaxing, eye-opening experience. You know, I think there's a lot of stuff we do in the Western world. That's backwards, you know. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to preach about it on this episode. I'll do a takeaway episode about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just an amazing period of time. I did a little bit of remote working and then some holiday, traveling around, going to remote islands where there's no cars, um, just a bicycle push bike where you're just cycling around. Just feels like you're just being one with the of nature so it was a beautiful experience happy to be back as soon as I got back I did a half marathon so um, that was intense didn't do any training or limited training uh, but I was able to complete which is the good thing um, and I'm all in one piece aching sore um, but yeah I completed it so it'll be good to see some of the other folks in the podcast do one as well I think she was probably done one Daniel I know can be one the question is, she was done one, she was done multiple marathons in different countries. Yeah, I've actually done, uh, just to clarify earlier, I've done uh, seven, just FYI, seven, and one half. Seven, so. seven. Um, Daniel, have you Shots. done one? I heard you. No, Olu, I've heard you loud and clear. It's fine. It's totally fine. I've heard you loud oh, and clear. I should go and get my medals as well. Pete, you done any? you know after 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 dubai if you got peter stand up and you just saw everything from the chest down it's a problem it's a problem <laughs> i'll play no but it was a great um bonding experience did it with my older brother challenging it's just crazy to to think about what you can your mind can do and you can push your body so um it was great to be able to complete it so yeah Joel, Actually, Joel, on that, how did you, um, Olu? How did you push your push your body in in Bali? How's it there? I I didn't I didn't need to push my body in Bali. It was more in just terms of relaxation, slow pace. I think the Western world is just so fast paced, and there you can just relax, focus on what truly matters. You know, family, friends, calling people, um, not having that additional stress, eating good. Like the in what, terms stress, of, stress that podcast. Yeah, sometimes you know when. when <laughs> I think that incident needs to, that incident needs to be a take takeaway episode in itself on how. Yeah, make sure you include. Group. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a, that's will, a, that's another lesson. I will lesson. be sure to. I will be it's sure in, to make it's it low integrity. Uh, hey, you know, at least I can surprise some people. Have people what happened, waiting? What happened, <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I thought we. I think what we need to do is we need to go through our um, our principles. Our you know what we what we mean as a culture. What, what do we stand our values. for? Our values, absolutely. 
Yeah, that was that was Anyway, so you can share or you can share on your takeaway. Or you can share on your takeaway. Thousand Bali is all about uh, mental health and put yourself. <laughs> but sure, what about you? How no, you, you did that. Yeah, you did that for sure. Yeah, on my end, actually, all, all good. Um, I think it was actually it made a nice a nice change to not be traveling and seeing the the rest of you guys travel and then having to carry the podcast for a couple of weeks with back to back takeaway. And then on top of that, I had the the pleasure of catching up with P while also uh, visiting Cambridge for my penultimate month of classes as well. So April will be the final month of classes, and then graduation in May. So yeah, all good. The other thing, actually, I would add is I. Uh, share the announcement that I will be leaving uh, my company after just over 10 years. In case you missed it, it is on LinkedIn. So it's public, publicly available information. Um, and lots of exciting things to come later in the year on that as well. Uh, but I think with that, let's let's get into the episode, Daniel. Yeah, let's do that for sure. I think we've, we spent a time on pleasantries and let's get into the meat of it. So to start with, it's... So I'm, I'm going to share some figures and they might seem quite alarming, Um but please uh, give the caveat, these also relate to every firm or company that is registered as a tech company. So I want to kind of get your ideas or thoughts, just guesses. How many companies in 2022 do you think did layoffs? Is specific to an industry or just in general? What's the criteria? Tech, tech industry, tech industry. I'd say more than, more than between, more than 15. Um, 15, did you say? 15, one five. I'm going to say 700. Sure. I'm going to go with the middle, uh, 200. Okay, Ola was closest. In fact, it was 1,045. Bloody tech hell. companies. Weird. Tech companies, anything that's registered as a tech company. Oh, so okay. think of even small, right. medium, large. Yeah, thinking not, you're of, thinking like right. huge. I'm think thinking of small of companies as well. And that equated to 160,997 employees. This is global. That's huge. So bringing it to 2023, wow. how many tech companies so far do you think have conducted layoff exercises well, start. that's startling that's startling that's numbers sorry Shimon, you start just, just quickly on that one daniel are these confirmed layoffs or these are proposed yeah, plans confirmed confirmed and this was last year 2022 all confirmed all happened wow okay sure what do you so, think so far the figures for 2023 i'm going to go just to say the number again daniel 1000 and for last year 45, 1,045. 1, I'm going to go with uh, 1,000 again. Okay. Olu? I stuck with my number 700, so less than last year. Okay. And uh, I, would say, I, would say, I, would, I would say, um, based on the number from 2022, um, a couple, maybe just just over that, just over that is okay, my, so is the my right sense. number was... So the numbers so far in 2023, given that we're in March, this is as of the day, the day of recording, it's 483 tech companies totaling 128,202 employees. And if so Ollie that, was right again. If, <laughs> yeah, Ollie was right. But guess what? There's no prices for winning. But um, <laughs> if that <laughs> number him, continues, him degree, which it has, it's, it's, it's quite scary. It's quite scary. Um, I just wanted to kind of give that. So in summary, in 2022, a total of 1,045 technical companies had layoffs, totaling 160,997 employees. So far in 2023, it's 483 tech companies, totaling 128,202. I'm saying tech companies because in the news, in the media, the tech firms, tech companies have had a lot of sort of, um, uh, you know, have had a Dominate lot of... The headlines. Um, dominated headlines. They've been under the microscope far more than traditional companies. 
So I'm going to give a list of firms, companies that have had layoffs that many people would have heard of and expand this far beyond just the tech industry. And then we're going to get into the conversation of why do we think tech companies or companies in general are conducting mass layoffs um, and you know how does it affect the economy? So some notable companies with layoffs um, last year and this year, actually to start with, uh, largest to smallest, not in terms of uh, percentage of the workforce, but just in terms of the total number is Google. So Google announced um, a layoff of 12,000 employees which in uh, a nominal figure is actually quite big, but when you look at the percentage of its workforce is rather small, which is 6%. Meta announced in November 11,000, which was 13% of its workforce. And then again, on the 14th of March, announced a 10,000 reduction in workforce, some impact in recruiting and other divisions, which will be um, highlighted in April. And for those who follow Meta, Mark Zuckerberg, their quarterly earnings, he mentioned that 2023 would be the year of efficiency. What year efficiency means, we don't quite know just yet, but we're getting an idea of what that may entail. Amazon announced a 10,000 reduction uh, with 3%, and then again in 2023, 8,000 more. Microsoft announced a 5,000, um, 5% reduction in workforce, equated to 10,000 employees. Dell, 6,650, which is 5%. Twitter, that we did an episode on, 3,700, which was 50%. Spotify, 600, 600 employees. Then not just the tech industry, which has dominated the headlines. Goldman Sachs announced a 3,200 reduction, which was 6.5%. Um, and David Solomon, the CEO, actually told partners he regrets not doing this sooner. Uh, Morgan Stanley, 1,800. Bank of New York Mellon, which is the um, largest bank in, um, in the US, 1,500. And Credit Suisse, 9,000. Then Crossing the pond into Europe, Ford announced a reduction in its workforce by 3,800, Disney 7,000, and the list just continues. I'm just talking like kind of the big, you know, household yeah. names, but there have been many, many other firms that have conducted um, reduction in workforce exercises, which is um, alarming. And I kind of have my idea of why companies are doing this, but rather than me dominating this episode, you know, let's open it up and why do we think this is? So, P. What would your thoughts, yeah, on, yeah, what sure. would your thoughts should... be on why companies are right? Easy, easy, slow down, slow down. Let me finish the question. <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah, okay. and why do you think companies are doing such mass layoffs? How many, how many times do you want to ask the question? <laughs> I just wanted to finish it. You can really tell that it's been a while since you had a group episode. We're brushing off the cobwebs, but yeah, let's, um, let's, get, let's get into no, it. No, no, I appreciate, yeah, no, I appreciate the structure, Dan, um, and then sharing those statistics. And I think it's quite startling, especially on how many companies, let's say, engaged in the layoff programs in 2020 to 2023. Um, just um, some of my early, some of my initial thoughts around um, this sort of uh, situation. I think that the, the if you ask a lot of companies, they would have said to you, we should have done this sooner. I think this, I think this has been a situation which has been building up. And I think if you go back, you know, because we've been in sort of, there's been a lot of ups and downs in the economy over the last sort of 18 to 24 months. I think if you go back sort of pre-pandemic, um, a lot of companies were going into that period already with a big workforce. Um, and the pandemic itself, I think when we went through that, I think it asked a lot of questions to companies about re-looking at their business model, 
because during the pandemic, a lot of preferences changed for customers, user experiences. So I think, I think the, the crux of what we're seeing here in terms of layoffs is driven by the fact that companies have had to relook at their business models after coming through that COVID um, um, period. So what we're seeing today is kind of inevitable because as you change the business model, you're going to obviously change capabilities, what you need and how much you need. So I'll share that and then I'll sort of pass it on so to not to talk um, extensively about it. But I think it's been coming and I think the COVID has played a big part in in sort of what we see today with, with layoffs. So Olu, um, what would your thoughts be? Yeah, so I think first we should take a step back and understand why this is even important. And I think Daniel opened up well, but if we look at why this is such a big focus, because the tech market is not the full market, right? But why is it getting so much publicity? It's because over the years, tech companies have become the largest market cap. So if I look at the largest companies in the world, right, the top 10, you've got Apple, a tech company, Saudi Aramco, which is an oil company mainly. You've got Microsoft, another tech company, Google, Amazon. So for that top five list, four out of the five are tech companies. So you can understand why this has got such a massive um, focus on it. And I think P slightly touched upon it in terms of this started from sort of COVID. But what we've really seen since, if I look at 2019, right, and Amazon, for example, most of these companies have doubled or increased their workforce by a ridiculous amount, right? Because we saw so much demand going into COVID. Either people were staying at home, they were leveraging tech companies, if it's Amazon shopping, if it's from Google, um, search engine or YouTube. So there was a massive amount of volume, which so many of these companies thought it was just going to continue. Revenue was going to continue. So they just started to inflate their um, workforce and started hiring and hiring. That was sort of the style of it. But what we ended up seeing was inflation, right? So we started to, to see inflation in um, um, cost of material, et cetera, but also inflation in terms of salary, right? A lot of these tech employees, employees in general, just wanted to demand a higher wage. And what started to, you started to see was a sort of a slowdown in that revenue and started to start to see um, squeezes in the margin of the company. So as the margin drops, shareholders, CFOs, CEOs start to ask the question, how can we reduce cost? And most of the time, the easiest way or the most, um, the easiest way or first thing that companies normally look at is headcount because around most times, 60%, 70% of a company's cost is employees and headcount. So I think that's sort of why this sort of started and some of the background, but yeah. No, great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, I would also agree just to, to get my point, as I mentioned, I had some thoughts on this is, Many of the companies that have conducted mass layoffs are those who did aggressive hiring pre or during pandemic. As Oli mentioned and highlighted a few things, when you look at these tech companies that predominantly, you know, dominated the headlines, you got to pay, you got to you got to pay well to attract talent. And in um, the COVID or during the pa pandemic, where there was a lot of remote work, remote working, you had to offer the best salary to get the best employees, irrespective of what location they were in. So that's one thing that you know inflated the operational cost for a company significantly. Um, 
with when you look at the cutting costs, you look at the office space, you know, relinquishing that if you become a remote first sort of company, you then look at other ways to reduce spend, but then you look at functions or divisions within organizations that can be reduced significantly. If you're looking or you're operating in an environment where you're not hiring aggressively, unfortunately, HR and recruitment and the talent teams are the ones that would have a huge impact. Marketing also have a huge impact because you're not going to have such high marketing budgets. So you look at ways to streamline and really, really get the most out of your employees from the divisions and the departments that matter most, and that can also generate more revenue. One company that I just want to highlight quickly that we haven't seen conduct max layoffs is Apple. The reason Apple are somewhat of a unicorn or exception is because they didn't hire aggressively pre or during the pandemic. They kept their headcount stable. They continue to back for roles, continue to add roles where it made sense for their products and for the business. But we didn't see them increase headcount by 2x, 5x or 10x. So that's why we've seen them come out of the pandemic into the 2022, into 2023 and not have to do such an exercise. However, the next step we're now seeing companies do is not pay out bonuses or delaying bonuses. We've seen some investment banks actually defer or delay year-end bonuses and pay them out on a quarterly basis or semi-annual just to keep talent, but also to reduce such or to improve or keep their cash flow in, a, in, in, in the positive. And yeah, it's, it's quite intriguing to see that companies have done this. However, my last point is I do strongly believe Many mass layoffs that we're seeing right now are copycats, where Meta in November announced 11,000 and many other firms have just jumped on the bandwagon and used this inflationary period, the macroeconomic headwinds, as an excuse just to reduce headcount. Because let's be, let's be honest, they didn't, they didn't hire them by mistake. They thought that, that uh, the period of growth was going to continue. And what's going to fascinate me is as we emerge out of the economic headwinds and as the economy improves, what will the stance be on many tech firms and also traditional firms of increasing headcount as consumer and customer as customer demand increases? So are they going to aggressively increase headcount uh, gradually, marginally? I just I'm just interested to see how, how it plays out. But but, but Dan, it's an interesting take there. Um, can you maybe further elaborate as to why you feel not so strongly, but other companies were copying? The reason I say that is because I've really been scrutinizing the, the communication of the CEO when they've done such exercises and many of their posts, their articles or their emails to the staff look very much identical. It's to say, you know, we've come to this difficult decision of having to do such an exercise. We overhired in, during the pandemic or in recent years, the economic conditions have changed. I take full responsibility. We lose talented people and members of our organization, and we're going to support them trying to transition to find a new place. When you look at the between the lines, it's very, very similar to what they're saying. Of course, they take an accountability. And the, the fact of the matter is, whilst yes they have to do what's right for the company for their long-term growth and for the shareholders ultimately because if they don't the board members will tell them to get lost and they'll get a ceo that will do such an exercise but these are individuals these are people's livelihoods of course their job doesn't define them as a person but their job is what's bringing them an income to support their family and their lifestyle and not to say it's a very flashy flamboyant extravagant lifestyle it could be just being a single parent providing for their children. 
And when you hear the use cases of people being at different stages of their life, about to get married, and then they, they're hit with an email to say that they're no longer employed, or they're on holiday, or they're about to have a child, or whatever life event that they're about to go through or not, it's just that they're a human being first and foremost before they're an employee number on someone's um, books. Daniel, I would agree with um, most of what you said, right? I think I think this started before Meta, right? This started with you guys' friend, Elon Musk, right? I think when he purchased Twitter, he came in with a minimal viable product. He went in there and said, what is the minimum amount of people I need to run this business? And a lot of tech companies started to say, wait, we're saying that you don't need all these headcount, this um, head force. Um, and then also with inflation and the margins eroding, they had to do something big about this. Now, you'll find, especially with a lot of companies, someone moves first, but typically people follow. The reason they follow is because as investors start to see profitability, they say, why are you not doing the same? So you're going to start to see that it feels like a copying effect, but it's going to be that it's same with like AI, right? One company comes out with AI, everyone, why are you not coming out with AI? Because at the end of the day, your market, your market share and everything is impacted by it. Now, layoffs are a terrible thing, right? Terrible, terrible thing. But we've also it got to- It depends at, on, it depends on which angle you're looking at it from. At any, at any angle is a terrible thing. You Like if you, there's a difference between you, and I'm talking from, there's only You're talking, you're one, talking from an associate standpoint. Yeah, as a person's standpoint, right? If you want to leave, it's different you handing in your resignation and leaving, right? But being forced to say, no, you need to leave. If you're not prepared for it, it's, it's the worst thing that could ever happen, right? But we've got to understand that, especially with tech companies, they enjoyed uh, the last the sort of hi- 10 hiring, years. The hiring momentum. Yeah, yeah um, momentum, compensation. Bonus, like for the last 10 years, let's be honest, it's being a tech world in terms of employee satisfaction. I worked in tech for a little period of time where it was like lunch, free lunch, free this. But they were just throwing money and cash at you at a particular period of time, right? And it's not the employee's fault, right? It's companies not managing this correctly, but it couldn't continue forever, right? It couldn't continue forever. And that's the difficult element of um, um, layoffs because Yes, people's livelihoods are on the line, right? People have mortgages, people have to look after their family and all these different elements. But you've also got to look at it from a standpoint of it can't continue happening like this. And let's be honest, right? Even though we're talking about tech companies and it's big with temper companies, if we look at the overall employment rate, we're only at 3.7%, right? So these people that are in tech companies and being laid off, let's not get it twisted. There's so many other companies out there that will take them on um, because of the skill sets that they've um, created. We've also seen, especially with, with massive layoffs, some of these people go on and start amazing companies. Uber was created during a recession and a massive layoff, etc. So that angle also needs to be taken into consideration, I think. Okay, cool. Thanks. Moving on to the next segment, um, Joel, do you think or... Do you think layoffs are good for the economy, or what benefits yeah. or impact does it have on the economy? I mean, it's it's quite a, it's quite a tough question to to answer because, as Olu said, um, depending on 
people's personal circumstances it can be quite a difficult period to go through especially if you're unsure about whether you'll be able to get a role or maybe your particular sector is heavily impacted like tech is at the moment um i think also maybe to to add on some of the points that have been discussed already i think another critical factor has been the fact that interest rates have been rising across the globe especially the us and uh, broadly the western economies because now suddenly you have a serious cost of capital where before the risk-free rate was 0 or 1% for your capital. But now for a risk-free rate, you can get a return of 4 5 6%. So now suddenly any money that you do spend in a business needs to generate a better return than that. Otherwise, investors would go shift over. So now with that focus, then it naturally makes sense to look at a cost base in the business and see how we can get even more um, return from our dollars that we're investing into the business. And to your question, Daniel, if this is good for the economy, I mean, this is probably the first recession cycle that we're going through that will probably get worse from now um where we are all professional working adults we've got investments so we see how this plays out in different areas but this is another cycle of of many um and typically you need this period where things have overheated where um frothiness has entered the market where excess has entered the market where you get these corrections and things become corrected whether it's equity values asset values employment levels but ultimately once we get through this period however long it gets there will be an upward trajectory through technology through better ways of working and through productivity so i think to your question daniel i think in one sense it's good because if we go through it now it means that there'll be another wave of growth afterwards i guess the the challenge for everyone is to get through this period as unscathed as you as you can as you can be I like that. I like what you mentioned, you Um, I think when I think of it, is it good for the economy, right? I think, and Shuwal explained it quite well, layoffs help one thing, and that's inflation, right? Because the big thing was we've had a massive inflation spike, right? 11%, double-digit percentages in, in lots of different countries, right? And how do you stop people from spending? The only way you can stop people from physically spending is if they don't have a job, right? So when that happens, what does that mean? Inflation starts to come down because the demand starts to drop. So layoffs help reduce inflation. That's why whenever we see higher unemployment levels, you see shares going up and all of those. It's like the bad news, which is sad, right? The bad news of layoffs means okay, we're getting into a recession. Now everything can start going into that cycle that she was mentioning of growth afterwards. But the truth about it also is that layoffs typically mean that the economy slows down, right? Because if people are being laid off, they won't be able to be going on trips anymore. So there will be airline flights and stuff would decline. They won't be able to be buying new Apple products. So their earnings will drop. So typically the way it works is inflation comes up, there needs to be a massive recession layoff, which then means economy drops, decline, and then you start to see that cycle again where you start to see growth through innovation, technology, etc. But the sad part about it is we're talking about people. And I think that's why we've got to be very sensitive in this topic, right? Because we understand what it means for the markets and the economy. But at the end of the day, when you're going through this, right, it's probably the worst thing. I can't imagine if I was going through it with a family and being the breadwinner, having to think about like how would I survive? And I think we'll talk about it through the episode of what you can do to prepare and plan and ensure that you're maybe not on that list. But yeah, it's tough. It's really difficult. P, any thoughts? 
No, I think I think well well um thoughts well shared from both Shu and Olu. Um happy to move to the next segment. Well, I had something to share. No, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I think Olu um hit the nail on the head. I think I was gonna share similar sentiments uh, around just reducing the rate of inflation by reducing cost consumer spending and uh, increasing savings. Um so P to you, the next question kind of I think would you know me and you can answer this is do you think there'll be more mass layoffs this year? Short answer, I think I think yes, because we're not out of the challenging economic times that we see um ourselves in. I think you know the recent headlines with the collapse of SVB, that's gonna send some shockwaves through the economy it already has. So I think I think interest rates they're not coming down anytime soon at a rapid rate. And I think um, all the points, you know, that Shaw mentioned about cost of capital, um, most of the challenges that have been there for the last couple of months are still there. So I think the only thing you maybe can expect is maybe a slower increase or a slower rate, a slower pace in, in, in sort of layoffs. But I, I definitely think it's, I think companies during this period are going through that um, strategic review of looking at their business model and understanding what kind of capabilities and what size force, what kind of workforce they need moving forward. It's also interesting to understand how much AI is playing a role in how and how big of a workforce that we need today. I can already imagine that companies are already thinking, let's start preparing ourselves for five years from now, because we know this is going to be the next biggest industry. We're only going to need a certain number, right? So I think, I think there's, I think, when it comes, I think layoffs will also be strategic in in that element of it as well. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I I would agree to to most part. I think companies or prudent companies always look at that workforce planning. I think they're always looking at different yes. scenarios for different conditions in the, you know their customer base, the industry they're in, but also the macroeconomic headwinds that they may face, especially ones that they can't control. And I think if interest rates continue to rise, I think there will be more layoffs. There may not be the numbers that we've seen, like double-digit thousands, but I think there might be small numbers and really operating at a lean, uh, a lean machine, so to speak. Um, but unfortunately, we don't know what's going, to, what, what the 2023 has in store. I think with the recent sort of banks and collapses and insolvencies and the FIDC coming in. We've seen that interest rates do have or can have an adverse impact on a bank and what that can mean to you know people taking out their deposits and trying to put it into large institutions. And I'm sure that could be a conversational topic we discuss on the podcast in the future. Um, but yeah, I think we, we just need to wait and see what happens this year. Um, but as we know, we just can't control um, you know what companies do. And also the shareholders are always ones that want a positive return on, on their investment. So mm-hmm. I think they really have a huge say on what they want to achieve short-term, but also long-term. Some of them already are happy to ride the wave looking at the long-term trajectory and not such a short-termism view. But then, you know, it's also your board. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think just quickly, just before we dive in, perhaps more on our take and advice on, on people that potentially may find ourselves in that situation. I think when we talk about this topic, there's there's two hats to wear. There's one which is the personal element side of things that we've we've touched on in terms of why layoffs can be almost in some cases a tragedy, right? Because it, people don't see it coming and it happens. But I think the other element of it to kind of respect and recognize is that it's a natural evolution for companies, right? They go through this um, phase where they have to hire, they have to lay off, they have to hire again to move and navigate their way to sort of continue to create growth and value. So it's 
at some point in time in your career, you kind of have to come to this point of realization, understanding this is a big lever that companies use and leverage when they're looking to pivot or move into certain situations, as opposed to being just completely emotional about, you know, the topic around layoffs. So, so I think, I think that's important maybe just to distinguish, right? The business side of things and also of course, personal, which we can maybe tap onto next. Yeah. And also the fact that it's also opportunity for cheaper, cheaper stuff. Um, layoffs mm. because you can oh, get cheap true. talent true. Uh, onto, onto I think what will be the, the last sort of segment of this episode is rather than looking at it from if you're an unfortunate position or if you're in this dreaded list so to speak more of how can you make the most of this situation if you find yourself being laid off um, sure I'll start with you what, what do you think someone could do what are the benefits or how could someone look at it from a, a positive angle Yes, I mean, uh, as as Oli mentioned, it's worth recognizing that for for circumstances, if you have responsibilities, families, commitments, etc., and you don't necessarily have a plan B, it can be a stressful period. But I think, as P alluded to, there's there's a way that we can turn this into an opportunity. I think my takeaway is that, I mean, this is something that we've been speaking about for almost over 170 episodes about having a alternative income source to your main income source having that mental fortitude and mindset to really develop skills and things that will continue to pay you, whether it's a recession or not, having a network that can be out there to support you um, and being around people that are either going to the same thing or using it as an opportunity to build something even bigger. So I think it, it, even more so during these periods, it's important who you surround yourself with, what you're doing with your time and how do you put together a plan B. But as I've mentioned earlier in this episode, this these are cycles, they come and go. And there's no reason why you can't put yourself in a stronger position coming to the other side of it. And I think we spent 170 episodes sharing the toolkits for for that essentially on this on this podcast. But that would be my quick take. Yeah, maybe just um, go next. Um, great takes from yourself, Sean. I'm, I'm mindful actually that somebody listening to this episode actually may be going through um, this scenario and and maybe from a practical standpoint I think the very first thing is is literally breathe um, um, drink some water and understand that there will be opportunities that arise and it's difficult to see them when you're currently faced with that news of you know your services are no longer required or we're looking to move on from your situation I think the second thing to do to understand is it's really important to understand as the individual that it's not a personal layoff your, your role is being made redundant or your role is expiring you as an individual are not right so I think and I, and a lot of times I say that because people sort of attach their identity to the actual role or the company and sometimes it's difficult for them to separate the two so that so sometimes you can take it on harder than maybe you should because you haven't separated the two out but I think the third thing I'd add and I think Shaw's mentioned some great points I think from a practical standpoint, I think it's really important to sort of learn about some success stories that have come through situations of um, layoffs. Olu mentioned earlier, layoffs have sometimes birthed some great founders um, and it can also birth great opportunities for you to work for other companies. I think you should trust the work that you've done over the last couple of years and it will put you in good stead um, for a new opportunity. That might not be what you want, of course. Uh, we don't always get what we want. Um, but there is there is, there are things on the horizon. So it's it's um, those are probably my three takes. Um, if anyone listening to this is is actually going through um, a situation. Thanks, P. Thanks, P. Thanks, Ro. Uh, Olu, would you have anything to add to what those marvelous two individuals have just shared? Yeah, I, I think the guys have mentioned right. There's 
I don't believe you can make yourself layoff proof or because you don't control it, right? It's like P, I think, alluded to, sometimes it's just the, the cycle of a business, right? They hire, there's layoffs, you can do whatever, you can be, I've seen senior executives also exactly. be, um, be um, find themselves on the list, right? Now, obviously there's certain things you want to work on. So if it's ensuring that your whatever you do or you work on is you can articulate how that's connected to revenue because I think typically those are the last to be touched. The first thing they look at is what who are working on non-revenue generating projects, products, etc. Um, next is sort of your skill set. So I think we've discussed on multiple episodes, you need to keep reinventing yourself every single year, developing new skills, the relationships that you build. I think Peace talked about it. I've talked about it. I've almost been... Uh, made redundant if it wasn't for the network and the relationships I've made within the company people have told me hey there's this particular role or job ready now I would say for the listeners who who are not currently going through the process the key thing that you want to try to to do is how do you build security and what does security mean right that's either having a three month six months savings pot Right, so that if you do, if you are made redundant, you know that is not a situation that you're thinking about your livelihood tomorrow. Right, understanding what your expenses are. So how can you reduce your expenses? If I was to lose my job tomorrow, okay, I'm not having avocado on um, on toast or expensive <laughs> or eggs or something like that. I can cut back sort of my living expenses. Um, if I've been working in an organization maybe for ten years, I might not care so much about that savings pot because I know they're going to give me a severance pay. So I know that severance pay will cover me for a particular period of time. And then I'll say lastly is you just want to make sure that you're continuously refreshing your, your CV, right? Because like we mentioned, if you gain skills, you're working in some of these top companies, you always can find, most likely you might be able to find jobs in other companies. You might have to take a pay cut, right? Which is fine, right? You might need to take that pay cut to then work your way back up. Um, and I'll be remiss to mention, because I think we've got a lot of entrepreneurs on this on this um, podcast, is you've got to start to think about, okay, outside of your workplace, what businesses can I um, start to, to start to build as a side hustle? What um, um, investments can I do if it's property investments, et cetera, so that if I am made redundant, I've got some way of still making income. You can't just rely on one source of income in this environment. Um, because it's changed, right? I think our parents' generation, there used to be that loyalty, staying in one company for 40 years, like you don't need to worry, we'll look after you, family member, that's changed now. It's completely changed. It's the moment the economy changes, investors want profitability, it's sad to say layoffs start. So yeah, I hope those sort of tips were helpful for the listeners. I would I would agree with most of what Oli said. The only thing I wouldn't agree on is if you've been at a company for 10 years, you probably would get a nice severance. The reason I say that is because if an organization is liquidated, you might not get that severance. So that's just one thing that you can never count on. It's most no, it's common, but just not not something to count on. Um my two pence rather than Pete, go on. So no, I was saying? gonna say you don't want anyone on the HR in the HR meeting saying Olu said so, where's my no, you get you get your you get your severance. I'm no, just saying 
but, but, but every, also, every company is different. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. To Daniel's point, the subject to, it could be different for different companies. You can yeah. go for 10 years, you get a good payout. I'm just saying, I'm you just saying, every year, every country is different as well. Every country is different, every country is different. So, I agree with, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll add that in there. Um, I want to say how to make yourself like what rather than you know, touching on what P and Shawal said about um, how to make the best of the situation is what you can do even when you're being employed, and I think you should do it anyway, irrespective of whether you think there's an impending layoff or not, is when you're speaking with your manager, always, 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 always pound on the impact you have on the company and the impact you're having on revenue for the company. I think when you show your skills or your ability to have a positive impact on driving revenue, it really makes yourself, I wouldn't say indispensable, but they show it shows the value that you bring and also the importance of having skip level meetings. Again, drumming those things to your manager's manager is imperative to ensure that you show your value to the company, to the team and organization. I think there's some 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 two things I'll just say. But that said, you know, this week we're gonna conclude this week's episode of Take Flight Podcast, episode 175. We hope you found it enlightening, insightful, and of course, we hope you've learned something from it. As always, if you've got any feedback for us, please find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast or feel free to DM us if you don't want to leave a comment on our on our on our on our content we know many of you are quite shy so many of you hit us up in dm so we do continue to encourage that so please do um and yes until next week stay safe and god bless take off take flight with you yeah. we never fly but we're